chapter. And we are going to share it for your reading. I'll be reading from the New American Standard Version. So if you have it up, yours might read a little differently. And it reads as follows. This is the third time I am coming to you. Every fact is to be confirmed by the testimony of two or three witnesses. Sorry, I'm having a little challenge here. Hold on. That it doesn't want to move. Sorry, folks. I tell you, just when technology starts to work, it decides it doesn't want to. There we go. I have previously said when present the second time. And though now absent, I say in advance to those who have sinned in the past and to all the rest as well, that if I come again, I will not spare anyone since you are seeking for proof of the Christ who speaks in me and who is not weak towards you, but mighty in you. For indeed he was crucified because of weakness, yet he lives because of the power of God. For we, are, we also are weak in him, yet we will live with him because of the power of God directed towards you. Test yourselves to see if you are in the faith. Examine yourselves. Or do you not recognize this about yourselves, that Christ Jesus is in you, unless indeed you fail the test? But I trust that you will realize that we ourselves do not fail the test. Now we pray to God that you do no wrong, not that we ourselves may appear approved, but that you may do what is right, even though we may appear unapproved. For we can do nothing against the truth, but only for the truth. For we rejoice when we ourselves are weak, but you are strong. This we also pray for, that you be made complete. For this reason, I am writing these things while absent, so that when present, I need not use severity in accordance with with the authority which the Lord gave me for building up and not tearing down. If you will allow me again to just recognize verse 5. Verse 5 says this, Test yourselves to see if you are in the faith. Examine yourselves. Or do you not recognize this about yourselves, that Jesus Christ is in you, unless indeed you failed the test, but I trust that you will not realize that we ourselves do not fail the test. And the word of the Lord is blessed. Turning it over to Minister Vernon for one more uh, song. And then after that, we will come and share with you what the Lord has given us. Grateful that we serve a great God. Is anybody grateful that we serve a great God? Our God is greater. Our God is stronger. He is higher than any other. I'm so grateful on today that I serve a great, amazing, powerful, nobody like him kind of God. Ah, glory to God. We are grateful, grateful, grateful that our God 
is all that we need him to be and so much more. Amen. Amen. From our dread uh, scripture on today, I want to talk to everyone about this simple message. And this message is checking your spiritual condition, checking your spiritual condition. Listen, you all, we are in times that we have never seen before. And I, and I, I hate to keep prefacing that, but the, 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 the messages that God is giving me has to do with the premise of the place that we are and the things that we are dealing with puts us in a place where we're trying to figure out what to do with ourselves. We're trying to figure out what to do with ourselves. We're trying to determine uh, how we should act, what we should do. Should we do this? Should we do that? Shouldn't we do this? Should we not do that? And so we find ourselves paying attention to our current conditions. Am I right about it? We find ourselves uh, paying attention once we've come in contact with somebody. And I might be the only one. I might be the only one that, that when I come in contact with somebody who I haven't been around, I start checking myself <laughs> to see how I'm feeling. Cause you know, not that I don't know where they've been, but listen, once they started saying that, uh, uh, uh um, you know, people who are asymptomatic, if they have it, they can be contagious and their symptoms may not show up until later. So they could be around somebody that, you know, and they weren't feeling sick. I started paying attention to, to my condition. You all, I started paying attention when I started going, <coughs> I go, uh-uh, wait now. Anybody ever do that? Tell the truth. Anybody, you get a cough. And yeah, <laughs> I knew I wasn't by myself. Listen, you, you get a little tickle in your throat. You be like, mm-mm, wait now. And you start calling up like, like, like we do. Cause you know how we do. Uh-uh, Rona. <laughs> we don't call it a whole thing. We don't call it the virus. We call it Rona. Like she the cousin. Uh-uh, uh-uh, Rona, not today. No, no, that's not what we doing. Tell the truth. I know I'm telling you <laughs> what we going through, but you all, I don't just pay attention to my physical condition, but I also pay attention to my mental and my emotional condition. Cause you know, being shut in for a while gets us to a place you are where we start thinking crazy stuff. We start uh, 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 feeling some type of way when we have no reason to feel in some type of way. Am I telling the truth? We, we, we start uh, uh, feeling like somebody uh, uh, snapped at us when they really didn't snap. Or, or we feel like we didn't snap when we really did snap. If somebody took a, a, a recording of what we just said, we would have heard all kinds of tood in it. And we would have been like, well, oh, I didn't snap. Yeah, yeah, you did. You did. And it's not because they did anything wrong. It's because we've been shut up so long that we don't even realize that our psyche is being affected by what it is that we're dealing with. Isn't it interesting, you all, that we will check our physical condition. We will check our, our mental and our emotional condition. We'll even go out and check the condition of our car. Ain't been driving a car, but we'll go outside and we'll check and see if we got gas. We'll check just anything to do, y'all. We'll check and make sure that the oil is good. We'll kick the tires to make sure since it's been sitting there, no air is going out of the tires. We'll check the condition of everything else. I'm wondering if we are checking our spirit condition. I, I'm wondering if we're paying attention 
to our spiritual condition. I wonder if we are making sure that our spiritual condition is lining up the way that it should. The scripture on today said that we are to examine ourselves. We're to examine ourselves, not just see whether the quarantine snacks have got us to a place where we can't fit our clothes. Come on here. Not not making sure whether we're going to have enough money to make it out of this and be able to recover. But you all, the Bible says that we are to test ourselves to see if we are in the faith. That's what our focus scripture, verse 5 of 2 Corinthians 13 says to test ourselves, examine ourselves to see if we are still in the faith. And you all, there are some tests. There are some tests that we can do to see if we are in the faith. Because see, everybody that says that they're in the faith aren't in the faith. Y'all do know that, right? Some folks will, will say that they're doing this thing that the way the way that they should, but they, they really aren't. And there, there are some indicators, you all, to be able to determine whether we're doing exactly what it is that we need to do. The first thing is we need to understand that, you know, sometimes y'all, some folks are just yapping. They're just yapping. Y'all know what I mean by yapping. They just, they just yapping. They, they, the, according to Webster, yapping means that they, are, uh, it means to bark snappishly. It means to yelp. It means to talk noisily. That that's what yapping means, you all. And and, and there's a scripture. There's a scripture that goes along with it, you all. Uh, uh, James three, and the second uh, uh, verse. James three and the second verse says this from the New Living Translation. It says, "Indeed, we all make many mistakes. For if we could control our tongue, somebody hear me on this morning. If we could control our tongues." We would be perfect and could also control ourselves in every other way. If we could control our tongues, if we could just shut up, (laughs) if we could pay attention to what it is that we're saying, if we could pay attention to what it is that we're allowing to come out of my mouth. Who who was that? Was that, uh, 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 who was that? Chris? Chris, uh, I can't think. Chris Tucker, are you understanding the words that are coming out of my mouth? Y'all, y'all get that? You are some are yapping. See, in the church, those that say that they're in the faith aren't complaining. They don't complain all the time. But folks, the folks that say they're in the faith that 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 seem to be yapping, they're always complaining. They complain about the 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 pastor they complain about the people they complain about the programming they find fault in what's been done they find fault in what's not being done you all when it's time for an event or something to be done the largest committee for that event is the folks that were sitting on the side saying if i had i would have that committee is the largest committee because it's full of the yappers. It's full of the yapping folk. It's full of the folks that, that always got something to say, always got something to complain about. But what we have to understand you all is that a critical spirit discourages and destroys. 
Yeah, a, a, a critical spirit uh, discourages and destroys. And even in the midst of being sheltered in place, we should always seek to be helpful and not hurtful. You all, we got to examine ourselves. We got to check our spiritual condition to make sure, excuse me, that we're not just those that are yapping. But not only that, you all, there are some that are yapping, but there are also some that are yawning. Yeah, there are some that are yawning. They're, 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 they're yawning. They're, they, they, they're just, maybe if I, I read the scripture, maybe it would make more sense to you. Uh, Ephesians 5 and 14. Therefore he, meaning God, he says, awake you who sleep. Arise from the dead and Christ will give you life. There are those that are yawning. You all, there are folks that come to church and even though they look like they are awake, they go to sleep. They go to sleep spiritually. They they hear nothing. They they see nothing. They they feel nothing and they do nothing. Kind of like folks that go to sleep in the natural in church. Come on, somebody. There's been some folks uh, uh, that that even though we're virtual, there's been some folks that I you know on here while we we talk. I you know it, it's <laughs> it's something about being virtual that causes a level of comfort and complacency. Not just in church. Uh, just this past week, I was on a conference call for work and and there were uh, uh, vice presidents and, and senior vice presidents and managing directors and directors and, and, and some very high up folk that were on this call. And while somebody was giving a presentation, somebody started snoring and somebody snoring very loudly. First time we thought it might've been a misnomer and maybe we just heard something scraping up against something, but it started to grow in intensity. Somebody really got settled into that pillow <laughs> and they didn't have their phone on mute. And while, you know, we, we have the ability just like I do to be able to control and find the person that we see the, <laughs> the thing going up and down. <laughs> we were able to see that on the mic and, and, and cut it off. It was the interesting thing about that was right before they cut it off, somebody said, excuse me, whoever is snoring, put your phone on mute. <laughs> and then somebody else said, well, that's kind of a oxymoron because if they're snoring, they can't hear you. You all, it's the same thing in the spirit. When you're asleep in the spirit, you don't feel anything. You don't hear anything. You don't see anything. You, 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 you feel nothing and you do nothing. That person couldn't put themselves on mute because they were asleep. They couldn't do anything. I know it's funny. It's funny. It's funny. It's funny in the natural, but it's so concerning in the spirit you all, because there's so many believers that are unconcerned that they, they, they get lethargic. And being lethargic prevents them from being productive for God. You all, we've got to understand that we've got to be alive unto God. We've got to allow God to revive our hope, increase our love, and work our faith. You all, but if you sleep, 
You're not working when you sleep. And guess what? Nothing's working in you while you sleep. So we've got to make sure that we're not believers that are yawning. We're not believers that are asleep in our spirit. Because you all, when you sleep, <laughs> have you ever been asleep? And, and, and there's been like this major, major, major thunderstorm. You come outside, you see limbs down and all of that. And, and somebody said, man, did you hear that storm? You'd be like, uh-uh, I was asleep. You all, there's some stuff that happens around us. God, I hear you. There's some stuff that happens around us that could be dangerous to us if we are not tuned in to what's going. God, help me in here. That will we will be in danger because we're sleeping through stuff we shouldn't be sleeping through. Anybody with me in here? We, we need to make sure that we are alive. We need to make sure that we are paying attention to what's going on, not just in the natural, but in the spirit. There's stuff going on in the spirit realm, brothers and sisters, that we have to be mindful of. But you won't be mindful of those if you're sleeping there. Even in this, in, in this, this time of pandemic and in this time of being sheltered in place, there's some things that's happening in the spirit realm. And if you're asleep, you won't hear what God is saying. You won't see what God is doing. You won't feel what God is doing in you in this quiet time, in this solitude. God can use this for your benefit and for his glory, but he can't do it if you're asleep. So my brothers and sisters, you make sure that not only you're not yapping, but please make sure that you're not yawning. But you all, we're not just messing up in that area. Everybody is not yapping and everybody is not uh, yawning because there are some, you all, that are yearning. Yeah, there are some that are yearning. There are some that desire more there are some that are looking for something, but the problem is you all, they don't realize what it is that they're yearning for. So they end up looking for love in all the wrong places. Psalms 107 and nine says it like this, for he satisfies the thirsty and fills the hungry with good things. Yeah, he satisfies the thirsty. And fills the hungry with good things. You all, here is where we mess up. It's not a bad thing to be yearning. It's not a bad thing to have a yearning in you. But what messes us up, you all, is when we try to feel that hunger. We try and feel that thirst with something else. We try and fill it with something else. It, 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 it's, it's millions of folks that are yearning for something. It's millions of them. That's the reason why we have these trends and we have fads and, and, and folks are doing one thing and they're doing something else. Think about it. Even in your own, uh, 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 you know, uh, self-care and fitness journey, you know, First, it was you got to work out. And so everybody wanted to be fit. So they tried to work out and, and that didn't work. So so somebody it didn't work for one person. So they came up with the Atkins diet. Anybody remember the Atkins diet, you know, the low carb thing. And so everybody and then people were giving results off of that. So people stopped working out and they started doing the Atkins diet. And then, uh, you know, then somebody said, well, I need to be able to 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 
to to uh, have some some very minimal choices in terms of what I can, but I need some carbs. So somebody came up with Weight Watchers where you can count points and you can use your points for whatever you want to. And so then folks flock to that. Then somebody said, no, 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 no. That ain't what you need to do. We need to do clean eating. You need to do look, you know, clean eating. And so people started doing that. And then some folks went to keto and and the trends going back. Everybody's yearning for something. And when that doesn't work, they go for the next thing. But you all millions are yearning, seeking for something to feel the inward emptiness. We're, we're all yearning for something. But you all, we have to understand that only Christ alone can satisfy. I don't care what you do. I don't care what you try and fill the void with. I, I am convinced you all that we have been, uh, we were born, we were created with a void. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were created with a void. That only God can feel. How, how can you say that, Apostle? I can say that simply because why would we ever yearn to want to know God if we didn't have something for Him to satisfy within us? Because, truth be told, if we wanted to stay in the world, we had a lot of sin that was satisfying that sinful nature. But there was still a void, there was still something that sin was not completing in us. And it won't be completed without Christ. You all, there are so many Christians that are yearning for a more meaningful, a more effective life. They're looking for something more. And you all, the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost is what fills that need. But you all, we won't recognize that until we repent from those things that are drawing us away from, drawing us away from what it is that God has for us. You do know that that there are things that will take us away from God. But then God, whose name is jealous, that's what Exodus says, he will not allow for anything to take his place. So he will start causing things to fall off. And I'm not just talking about sin. If your job becomes your God, he's jealous. He won't take it away from you, but he'll lift his hand of protection off of you and a pink slip might find itself on your desk. He will cause that car that you take Sundays and and, and Thursday nights to take care of. He will take his hand off of it and allow something to happen to it. When we put anything before God, even our marriages, you all. I love my husband. The Lord knows I do. But if I allow my marriage to get ahead of God. Now, I want to preface this now. I didn't say my ministry. There's a difference between my love for God and my love for ministry. God always comes first, then my family, then ministry. Understand that God has to come first in everything. Even in the stuff that you do for God, God has to come first. Then who he's charged you with in your life, your family comes next. But God has to come first. If I put my family before God, if I put my marriage before God, God will lift his hand. 
and things will happen to my family, my marriage. Understand this, you all. When we repent from putting anything before God, he will forgive us of our sins. And then when we consecrate ourselves to God by faith, then the Holy Ghost cleanses us and he fills us with divine love so that that void is filled, but it's filled with the right, the right stuff. I'm almost to the close here. Not only are some yapping, some are yawning, some are yearning, but you all, the last one is some are yielding. Yeah, some are, they're yielding. The scripture says it like this in Romans 6 and 13, reading from the Amplified Bible, it says, do not continue offering or yielding your bodily members and faculties to sin as instruments, tools of wickedness, but offer and yield yourselves to God as though you have been raised from the dead to perpetual life and your bodily members and faculties to God, presenting them as implements of righteousness. What does that say? But offer and yield yourselves to God as though you have been raised from the dead. My brothers and my sisters, we've got to quit yielding ourselves to the enemy. Quit being used of the devil. Quit allowing the enemy to take your mind, take your mouth, take your eyes, take your ears, take your hands, take your feet, take your heart. Quit yielding yourself to be works, to be instruments, to be tools of wickedness and yield yourself to God. What does yield mean? Yield means avail yourself. It means to, you you know, when you come to an intersection and two cars come to the intersection at the same time, both of you can't go. One has to yield or give up their authority or their right or their capability of going through the intersection so that there's not an accident. You all, you have got to, you've got to avail your control of you, your authority of you, your rights of you, because you don't belong to you anyway. You were bought with a price. So you've got to yield yourself, yield your members. God is not going to snap you and make you do. He's expecting you and desiring for you to give of yourself to be used for the kingdom. Some are yielding. You remember when you were a kid and, and your parents said, give me this. And you said, no, you probably don't remember that, but you might remember the whooping. <laughs> Come on, Zion. <laughs> you, you might remember the whooping. And we're grateful that you're here to tell the story today. But I remember sometimes that I felt like I was in control of my life and I did things. But here's the crazy thing about it as I think back. I was good when I was going to do the deed. But when I was on my way back home, I just knew somewhere in the back of my mind that my mama was going to know. I was sneaky now. I did what I did when I did it. But somehow, some way, I felt like, you know, she, she was going to know. And, and, and I realized, you all, that we get in trouble 
We got it. When we were kids, we got in trouble when we insisted on having our own way. We did. We, you, even if your parents now, you know that, that uh, a stubborn will in a child <laughs> limits the effectiveness in being good. Come on, Zion. Well, the same thing happens in the spirit, you all. The same thing happens in the spirit. We've got to yield to God. We've got to yield. How do we do it? By surrendering our will to him. By realizing that you don't know everything. You don't. You, you don't know everything. You, you don't. You, you've got to yield to God by yielding your will to him. By allowing him to do what it is that he's going to do in you. And not only that, you all, but we've got to make sure that we're bringing forth good fruit. That we're bringing forth fruit. That we're working. That we're witnessing. That we're winning others to the kingdom. You all, we we find ourselves, even in this virtual environment, we find ourselves in a place where we have the opportunity to invite folks. We have the opportunity to invite folks to worship with us. How many of you all have done it? How many of you all have said, hey, from the privacy of your own home, you can tune in and be in worship with us on Sunday morning, not just on Facebook, but you can actually be right here in our virtual sanctuary. How many of us have done that? You all, when we realize that we need to be yielded to God, even if it's uncomfortable to us to ask somebody to come and worship with us, we will do that. We will do it because we know that it's the right thing to do and we will allow God to do what it is with us that we need to have him do with us. You all, we need to check our spiritual condition. Look up under the hood. See what's going on. Are you yapping? Are you doing a lot of complaining? Are you yawning? Does does just nothing affect you? Are, 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 are you, you you yearning? Are you are you looking for something and you just can't find fulfillment? Are you yielding? Are you giving over yourself, your will to God? Because the bottom line is this, you all. All of those components play a big part. In us being what it is that we need to be for God. All of it does. And if we're not doing that, if we're not making sure that our spiritual condition is up to par, that we're topped off with, with you know, the, the spirit, it, that we are getting our daily bread, we are reading our word, we are praying, we are fasting, we're getting before God, we're asking God, what do you want to do with me in this season, in this time that I'm in my house, that I can't do this, that, and the third, those times that I said I was too busy to do this, to do that, to, to you know, I'm too tired to, to get before you in extended prayer. All those excuses, y'all, have been taken away. What you got now? What you got left? What you got? You need to kick the tires of your spiritual condition. You need to look under the hood. You need to check the oil. I'm Aya. I felt God right there. You need to check the oil <laughs> of your spiritual condition. You need to make sure that you're fueled up 
with the word of God. Check your spiritual condition. This is not the time to go to sleep. This is not the time to be complaining. This is not the time to just allow anything to try and, and fulfill that void. This is not the time to try and be strong-willed. And God said, I, I got this. No, this is the time that you need to say, God, here's my life. Take it. Here's my heart. Here's my will. Because God is desiring for us to be in a place where even if our spiritual condition is not up to par, he desires for us to be real with ourselves and then be real with him. He already sees it. He already knows it. But he's waiting on you to be real with him so that he can do something about it. Check your spiritual condition. Let's pray. Our gracious God and our Lord God, we thank you. We thank you, God, for reminding us that even during this time, we need to check our spiritual condition. We need to make sure that we're in alignment to what it is that you desire for us. We need to make sure, God, that we're in our word, that we're eating and feasting of the word of God. Father, we need to make sure that we are praying. We need to make sure, God, that we are, are, are doing all that is necessary to make sure that we are on the level in which you need us to be. Father, we're praying even now by the aid of the Holy Ghost, God, that you will reveal to us all that it is that we need to have, all that it is that we need to do to make sure that we are on the level in which you will have us to be. Father, we're praying even now, God. Father, that the Holy Ghost will have spoken to somebody that is on this call, that's on Facebook, that's on YouTube, that's on Periscope, that's on our website, that doesn't know Christ and the pardon of their sins. God, I pray an open heaven even now in Jesus' name we pray. Listen, if you have dialed in and if you don't know Christ in the pardon of your sins and you desire to know him in a real and tangible way, I want to share with you what the scripture says about being saved. The Bible says this, that if thou confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. But he didn't just say that, but he said this, for with the heart, Man believeth unto righteousness, and with mouth confession is made unto salvation. You all, there is not any hocus pocus. There is no magic spell. There is uh, only this. The scripture says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, if you believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. So all I'm asking you to do is do this. If you desire to accept Christ in your life to be your savior and your Lord, I just need you to do this. I need you to say, Lord Jesus, I realize that I'm a sinner. I realize that I have fallen short of your grace. I realize that if I confess with my mouth, the Lord Jesus, and if I believe in your heart that God is raising from the dead, that I will be saved. I confess with my mouth that you are Savior and Lord. And I do believe in my heart that God raised you from the dead. Because of that, the word says that I'm saved and no man can pluck me out of the father's hand. Thank you, God for saving me. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, you are saved according to the scripture and no man can pluck you out of the father's hand. 
and we are grateful to God. Listen, if you prayed that prayer, will you reach out to us in our inbox on Facebook? Will you reach out to us by message, uh, direct message on Periscope on YouTube? Will you, uh, will you put your email address so we can reach out to you? If you're on our website, uh, uh, will you reach out to us? Send us an email. Um, let us know, uh, on Facebook, you already know what to do. Listen, if you know me personally, text me, let me know. I accepted Christ on today. I want to be able to celebrate with you. I want to be able to talk to you about what your next steps are in this new walk with Christ. And listen, I'm going to do this. I haven't done it since we have, uh, been here. Um, if since we've been on, um, virtual, but I am going to do it on today. Um, because we've had some some guests, some visitors that have been with us for a while. And I don't believe that you got to be in the sanctuary to accept somebody as a member of the ministry. Amen. So if you are on Zoom right now, and if you desire to be a member of the greatest ministry in the world, His House Worship Center. I got you all on mute, but will you do me a favor? Just slip your hand up and I'll take you in right here. Anybody, anybody? Anybody want to join? Anybody? 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 Anybody going once? Anybody going twice? Listen, if you are on Facebook, if you are on YouTube, if you are on Periscope, if you saw us on our website and you desire to be a member of this ministry, I already told you how to contact us. I already told you what to do. Get in contact with us and we don't have to be in a sanctuary. Listen, I take you in in a Walmart. I take you in on your front step. All I got to do is be on the porch and holler at you. Amen. And we will take you in as a member. But nevertheless, we are grateful that you joined us on today. I have muted everybody will you just give God praise for the word on today come on somebody give God praise for the word on today (laughs) hallelujah yeah that means y'all unmuted y'all can go ahead and give God praise for the word (laughs) hallelujah hallelujah listen we're about to get out of here But I am so grateful that you decided to worship with us on today. Listen, do me a favor. Please check your spiritual condition. Make sure that you are good. Make sure that you are uh, doing what's necessary to sustain in these times, you all. Guess what? Just like there's been an end to everything else, there is going to be an end to this as well. There's going to be an end to this as well. So just make sure that you are checking yourself. Make sure that you are doing what's necessary to sustain yourself and make sure that you don't fall prey to any sort of craziness um, that is going on in the world today. One more time, I want to remind you all, his house, you know what to do. Make sure that you give your offering. Make sure that you don't miss in giving that. Uh, We still got bills to pay where we are. So please make sure that you continue to do what's necessary so that we can continue to sustain our ministry while we are gone. Amen. Amen. Again, I am so grateful to see y'all. I love y'all so very much. I love y'all so very much. Listen, we're about to get out of here. Be safe. Wash your hands. Put your mask on. I'm going to be able to give you a hug real soon. And even if I can't give you a hug, I at least want to give you a fist dab. Amen. Amen. Do me a favor. Y'all wave at each other. Tell each other you love each other. We're about to get out of here. Yeah.